Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing? That's oozing out your doggone hands. That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, and for the first time in a long time, I am joined by my main man and yours, DJ High Star in the building. My dog, what's good with it, bro? I think, what's your man? Uh, it was, what's, what's Cam's middle name? Jarrell. Cam Jarrell, one, one Cam Jarrell. Newton once uh, elocuted, I'm back. <laughs> you got that off, sir. You, congratulations. Hey, you got that off. Hey, um, <laughs> we're going to have to figure out a, a new photo shoot, get like a new, like some updated photos. That was the old Jerome. That was the old Jerome. That was the old DJ, DJ High Star, rather. <laughs> Way to look behind the fourth wall because we live, but that was the old DJ High Star. You know, it'd be like that sometimes, but my dog done glowed up. You know what I mean? It's, it's, life wait, is wait, looking wait, good wait. on First you. Of all, first of all, my glow's been up. <laughs> though, so you can't but, glow up from a level of glow up, though? You can't already be on. there and then kind of get a little bit more there? I mean, tell me yeah, something. There's been a lot going on since we last saw each other, but yeah, so, so you're alluding to the to the specs of course call me four eyes and i i will take that nickname proudly you know what i'm saying <laughs> however you guys have not seen me since 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 oh here you go here you go here you go here you go now point of order point of order go ahead get point of order i might i might wear this the whole show but point of order <laughs> shout out shout out to winston salem state university who came mm-hmm. home with the whole, uh, they they won the whole CIAA tournament, okay. um, but I'm still gonna always rep for my Panthers, and I'm glad that I got the free gear. Shout out to Doctor Warmack and Doctor Rico Burgess. <laughs> Had a great that. time up there, man. Huh? President and Vice President Claflin University. Yeah, man. They made the alumni feel very welcome up there. It's a it's something that you feel like uh, you can go back to, you know, and return to, and. It was just, it was nice. Claflin, Claflin made their effort to, you know, what I mean, lay out the, lay out the land, the and the feel like that. carpet for your boy. Okay, so let so for for the listeners or and for our viewers, uh, this is Carolina Sports Talk. Appreciate you guys joining us on Facebook Live, on YouTube Live. But for those who may not have known, you were gone uh, now two weeks in a row. You ain't been on a show. Uh, yeah. One of those weeks you were in... I didn't get paid for those two weeks either, y'all, so don't worry. <laughs> it's not like I'm stealing from the company. I didn't get paid for those two weeks. You said it like that you was... get paid for any week. Unpaid but... vacation. <laughs> Unpaid vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but while you were gone the first week, you were in Baltimore, Maryland at the CIAA. You just told, you know, let us know that, I mean, they, they laid out the red carpet for them. Let us know about a little bit about the experience. Orange carpet. Yeah, the, or- oh, the yeah. orange and maroon carpet. I like it, and I'm stealing it. Let's get it. Uh, but yeah, so how was the game overall? Tell us a little bit about the gameplay and just the tournament as a whole. Um, so in general, with the city itself, I think one of the big concerns people I think felt like the um, 
the city is 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 busy. It's a mm-hmm. blue collar city, of course, and it's busy. So the 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 best part of the city, the inner harbor, where you can kind of see uh what is it? You can see DC across the water or or stuff like that. Like that inner harbor area and then some other areas like Glen Burnie and, and like different ritzy areas are you know where stuff happens at but so for ciaa they kind of took over all of downtown like that by the inner harbor and stuff okay um so that was the first thing that stood out you know um like i said the hospitality from claflin started from the time that i got out there really there was a meet and greet wednesday for us to be able to attend and and claflin we didn't play until thursday the way that we were seated so i didn't go to the game actually until thursday um again they had it in the arena i think it's the royal arms arena or something it was it's it's their main like arena that they have concerts and all this stuff at. so it's a okay. big it's a pretty big arena and nice you know nice area and a nice space uh the gameplay of course was up there like with claflin unfortunately um one of our, our main point guard got injured uh early in the game i think that you were watching um you know from from back here um back here at home and that that crippled us uh really or, or hurt us for lack of better terms um that hurt us for the rest of the game but as far as um overall gameplay with all of the teams they were this might be controversial big cliff but the men's of course all of the men teams were competitive okay take with that what you will but say no more basketball because i love y'all too it's not I ain't saying nothing bad about women's basketball. I'm just saying that all of the teams weren't as consistently competitive. competitive. And you know what? As a matter of fact, before we go any further, I do want to take a pause and recognize and acknowledge International Women's Day today, Wednesday, March the 8th. So yeah, shout out to you. Once again. <laughs> So shout out to all the women out there listening, all of our women listeners, sports fans, all of the athletes, the just amazing women. Because, you know, without you guys, there is no us. And without us, you know, the world belongs back to dinosaurs and, and animals. So nonetheless, first week you were there, you were gone, you were out there doing your thing in Baltimore. Next week, we were all excited looking for that recap. And then I get a call. So I'm going to give you guys a little, uh, I guess, a little peek into how it looked. I get a call. Yo, dog, what's up? What's up, man? Yo, so... uh. How's your day been? First, I was like, "Oh, here it go." <laughs> that's, wait, wait, wait! First and foremost, don't don't front like that's not how I, I always give a general salutation and 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 I sincerely ask how how you are doing. Right? You do, so you do. Like but in that instance, nowhere. I could fill it in my spurt. You know what I mean? That there was something extra, but it was scheduled to record. Right? Yeah, go ex- ahead. Exactly. It was on the day we. So were that's sp- why you could feel it. In, in other words, I could already tell. Like day. even like you know what I mean. But again, nonetheless. So long story less long. My guy got the opportunity to go to a Hornets game, but not just any Hornets game, because if it was just a regular game and they were playing like the Kings, intentional this. Mm-hmm. If they were playing like the Kings or anybody else, they would have been like, yo, nah, we got to record. We got a show to do. We got something to do, yeah. However, comma, yeah. it was a significant Hornets game. It was the return of Kevin Durant, but not just his return, but his first game as a Phoenix Sun right here in Charlotte. So my dog High Star had a chance to go out there and uh, check it out. Yeah, I was going to get you. We talked about a little bit flirted with the idea of doing some reporting. But, you know, nonetheless, how was that experience? How did Katie look? I know we've had a chance to see him on TV since then. But in person, what, what was that experience like watching his first game back? As advertised, that's my first time 
seeing. I don't think I ever saw him when he was with the Thunder. That's my first time seeing him play live, but as advertised, uh, makes the game look easy. I mean, the the guy, yeah, yeah, he's different. Devin Booker is different too, but the thing that always sticks out in my head to me with Devin Booker is um, that uh, it's the the moment where he's playing summer ball or whatever like that, and he's like, hey, man, we ain't doubling. Yo, nah, man, hey, what y'all doing? We ain't doubling. That always just sticks out in my head. But nevertheless, D-Book, as advertised, um, you know, of course, a, a declining Chris Paul or Chris Paul on the back. What are they calling it in golf? The back nine? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, as advertised is is what I could say for the most part. And the other thing is, to, to your point, I didn't realize, like, the significant I, I, I did definitely realize the significance of that game because I'm like, okay, Yo, it's Katie's, um, you know, first game in, in Phoenix or whatever. So, you know, I really want to see his debut with Phoenix. But it's like, because it's coupled with injury, I guess, or whatever, mm-hmm. and him coming back from injury or whatnot. So it was all the more, right? And then my job has an office in Arizona, in Scottsdale. So when I told them, you know, the the people that's over there, they was, you know, in oh this. man what <laughs> so, so definitely, i'm glad dip. that i made it out there yeah and shout out to our pro fight joe who definitely looked out on the tickets um that yeah yeah that was a blessing shout yeah. out to the good and, bros. like that's one of them things you can't can't pass up but um yeah had a great time man had a had an awesome time watching the hornets uh take the shellacking <laughs> but, take that out um while I say that though, Dennis Smith Jr. he's he's holding down the fort, trying to like he's he's not like he's not what um, Brunson is to the Knicks, and we'll get to all that stuff later. But mm. um, he's he's definitely like giving them a steady hand at the wheel while Lamelo is recovering or, or doing whatnot, and and like takes some of the load off of Terry Rozier when it comes to scoring. But overall, KD. KD was like that. <laughs> the efficiency of KD, yes, bro. The efficiency. Basketball seems like it's turning a corner now, too. Um, as as we draw closer, we're past the All Star break. Um, these guys are locking in, trying to make these make these last ditch efforts and pushes. Um, some new teammates acclimating themselves to one another. But as you mentioned, we'll talk about that in a little bit more in, a, in just a moment when we get to basketball. But I want to start with some football because I mean I miss it already. And I'm, I'm we're in the off season. Listen, I we got to start getting like a clicker time down, like countdown type situation for the return of football. But in the meantime, we do have the NFL combine that took place. But um, I do want to go to you guys' comments in the uh, in the Facebook feed. I see that uh, Patriot Patty is watching, joining us. Says thank you, thank you for the shout out on Women's Day. And then a Liz from the uh, DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast says, "Nice frames, High Star." So shout out. Hmm. Wink, wink, pling. <laughs> He's got him all shining over the little glasses. And I'm whatnot. blushing. I'm blushing. I'm As blushing. we proceed to move forward, there were uh, some definite risers and um, some that Ew. negated to seize the opportunity. Yeah, I definitely just breezed by your whole little shine moment, dog. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just talking about, all right, that's fine, but I'm just a yo Go ahead. <clears throat> Relax. Yeah, you're going to move forward. <laughs> Easy, Rome. Easy, so, DJ Highstar. Dog, first of all, did you get a chance to? Uh, you done twice. You out here just shooting that whole yeah. government yeah, out here in these streets. Yeah, See, right. that's what happened when you ain't on the show for two weeks, bro. 
But nonetheless, yeah. did you get a chance to catch any of the uh, combine or what? What come what some of your initial thoughts from the combine up in Indianapolis? Of course. Yeah, um, initial thoughts was. <laughs> I cannot can I share with you my real initial thoughts since we're live? Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <clears throat> Man. I wish Cliff would have bought the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that was my initial thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Um, or my other initial thought was I gotta use the bathroom from all this beer I've been drinking. This dude here, bro. <laughs> You want to get some context? Patriot Patty, man. Get your, get your man. Get your man, Patriot Patty. So, so look, uh, in, in all seriousness, I'm going to let you go ahead and, you know what I mean, drive this bus because I was I was watching, but that's not even, like, even even if we weren't together and stuff like that, like, um, that's not that's not an event that I'd be, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, yeah, not, I'm not the off-season yeah, I'm not the off-season NFL guy. Oh, the draft's coming up. Oh, oh, they're doing a lottery today. Oh, and they got, like, I don't, you know what I mean? I got you. I got you. Ooh. So here's the thing, and, and we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get into, like, the jaw and stuff like that. But I put out a, a, a hot take while watching the NFL Combine that Anthony Richardson, first of all, definitely made himself some money, but I could see him being right. the type of project that if this Panthers squad or Panthers coaching squad is as seriously talented as they have been touted to be, if they are the Avengers of the NFL coaching world, then he's the perfect type of candidate for them for these reasons. He put on display everything that you could look for physically from a quarterback. Now, granted, we mm -hmm. know that the film uh, far outweighs everything that was dis on display, but there's a lot of people who have um, gotten some job security and a lot more who have lost their job based on what they did and did not do as a result of the NFL combine. But Anthony Richardson made him some money, and I can see him. Uh, I was hoping to have had him at nine, uh, having had some conversations with different individuals, including one who was actually in the building at the draft in, 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 in excuse me, at the combine in Indianapolis. It's not likely that he's going to be around for us at the ninth position. I can, from all accounts, it's very likely that we can see him being one of those top three going. Um, there's a lot of expected movement with regards to those top three spots, knowing that the Jets are looking to make some moves, knowing that the Chicago Bears at the number one position are looking to make some moves. And so very likely he's going to be gone before we even had a chance. But he definitely made himself some money out there with his performance at the Combine. Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia. Another one standing at six foot two, 238 pounds, bro ran a 4.3940. Now, I want y'all to think about that for for just one second. He gained a little bit of weight since Duke. Since Duke, no, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you always gotta be ready. You always gotta be ready. Good, man. Shout out to Nolan Smith, the former Duke guard, for those who may not have gotten that reference. I'm here all evening, the DVDs <laughs> in the lobby. But at the end of the day, he's an edge rusher, bro. He's a lineman. He's a he's he's gonna play on the line, hand in the dirt, and he's running the same speed as these wide receivers. The I, we've talked several times before about the versatility that's required in the NFL. Watch this guy here. As nah, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead, and you <laughs> easy DJ high star, and you not not you not you personally. So don't uh -huh. take this as an attack. And would you, if you are Tom Brady, want to go back and play another year, like at Miami or whatever these rumors are saying? Would you want to listen? I, I any Aaron dreams, Rogers. hopes, or thoughts that I had of wanting to? Yeah, no, 
Because guys, my, not my size, but of my stature are running out here like wide receivers. The versatility, though, that that provides for these defenses to be able to have linemen that they can spread out into a corner position or or to be able to drop them back into coverage. They have the speed, the size, and the mentality to be able to keep up with these wide receivers, and that is something that's going to be very, very dangerous for somebody's squad yeah. to have a player that, that big running that fast and being that strong. It kind of reminds me of uh, another thing that I observed at the game um, is like the speed of the game, of course, at that professional level, even mm-hmm. in college, like even at with college, the speed, the the speed of the game is such a like a normal thing that it's a it's an anomaly or it's a difference maker when teams actually slow the ball. Like you'll hear a coach saying, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Slow it down just so that they can control the pace because these is like world-class athletes that are going up and down the court, up and down the court, back and forth where, and then because of their height, a lot of times you ain't taking more than three, four steps and you're on the other side of the court, mm-hmm. maybe two, three total dribbles going on right. before you making Striding. a basketball move. And it's like, it's a different game to your point, um, football and basketball where, you know, the athletes that we have become these, these, we talk about it all the time, but these student athletes, they're doing the AAU work or the personal training and development. If you if you're in baseball, you got a hitting coach now, or if you're in football, you're doing the extra stuff or going to these camps and stuff in the summertime. If you're a quarterback, to get developed extra or whatever, and and doing all of this stuff. So we are like producing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, Voltron. I don't know, like these <laughs> these next level athletes, man. And right, like and, 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 and the athlete makes the difference. Now, the athletes and talent and their, and their natural gifts are enhanced by coaching and by scheme and by fit. But you got to have something. You've got to have some oomph behind you at the beginning side of that. And to, to have these guys that are literally big. We know that the game in, in the NFL has gone to a passing game. It's a passing league at this point. And so the defenses are starting to catch up. All these big bodied corners. Once upon a time, you could be five foot seven. And if you were running a five four. Man, you you all right? You had a spot. You was gonna make it to the league. Now you got to no, be six one, not no six five one. four, bro. Come I on, I said five seven. Come on, that's that's walking. No, you said and you were running a four five. My bad. Thank you, bro. I'm like, if you're a cornerback running a five that's a four, light jog. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're a cornerback running a five four, sit down. And I mean, we, we might can find you a spot. I'm not even going to name those schools because you know how people be getting in their feelings. But we might can find you a spot at one of these other colleges around uh, in South North Carolina, maybe a little, you know, North Dakota or something. But nonetheless, it it a lot of folks made some money. Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon, another big bodied cornerback, six foot one, one ninety seven. He a little light, but he still running a four three forty. With forty one, <laughs> hey, yo, forty one and a half inch vertical leap, bro. Like these, uh, man, the athletes. A bunch of these guys made some money. Now, on the flip side of that, with some winners, there's always going to be some losers. And there were a couple of guys um, who came out and did not quite perform how they were expected. Kayshawn Butte is one of them, the wide receiver out of LSU. Um, he was looking to be on a first rounder. He had playmaking ability. He's a deep threat, uh, deep throw threat consistently but he got out there and ran a four five forty now he's five foot eleven 195 pounds i don't know who put some rocks in cuz pocket i know that on the field he plays much quicker than that 
I'm hoping that as they move forward and as they kind of go throughout this draft process, if if he can and will and does, I'm hoping that he's able to make some of that back at uh, LSU's Pro Day. But right now, the young man is tumbling down a lot of people's draft stocks because, as we said, when you got offensive, excuse me, defensive linemen who are running way faster than you as a wide receiver, you you, you got some problems. Another one. He, um, go ahead. My fault. I was going to say he he spent too much time at the combine pre party. The night before, <laughs> all of the you know, players like, and the see prospects. What show is be. Let me go ahead and get the uh, the rim shot ready for you because I. Just gotta, <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank I, you. I just gotta, come on, I told y'all. I got back. you, my guy. Here all night, literally. <laughs> but Mike Morris, the edge rusher out of Michigan, was another one. Um, standing at six foot five, two seventy five, he definitely has the size, but again. The speed aspect of it is something that's going to be a little bit troubling for him. As where you've got some of the other guys running four threes and four fours, he ran on four nine five. So uh, just to get out of the weeds, the more you can show who you are, <laughs> Dope Digitals. Here you go. Shout out to my guy watching on YouTube, Dope Digitals. But the more that you can show who and what you are when everybody's looking, when the lights are the brightest, that's when you have that opportunity to make your money. Um, th- those who had that opportunity and a chance to play in the Senior Bowl. Same thing. The lineman out of South Carolina State went there, put on a clinic, and was actually um, elected to be one of the captains for the Senior Bowl. So you can very likely anticipate him being a second or third round pick just off of what he's done throughout his career and showing when the lights are the brightest, he's got that performance ability. And so shout out to South Carolina State who can honestly this year look for the fourth consecutive year to have someone drafted in the second or third round of the NFL draft. So shout out to South Carolina State and the Bulldogs. But just before we get off the NFL, do want to talk a little bit about some of the free agent signings that have started. We know that officially free agency doesn't begin until the 15th of March, but you do have those who are able to go ahead and sign some new deals, such as the free agent Derek Carr signing a $150 million four-year contract with the New Orleans Saints. Now, let's talk about it for a second. $100 million in guarantees, $60 million of that at signing for Derek Carr, coming off of a less than stellar performance throughout his first tenure in the black and silver. What are your thoughts on Derek Carr signing with the Saints? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's, um, there's an indifference about it. Okay. Uh, where I... Definitely is one of the names and stuff that was swirling around Carolina. So I'm kind of kind of happy that we didn't because I don't know how many years and miles he has left as far as production wise on the field. I, I really don't like it. Um, so I was I was whelmed under <laughs> or over. Just just whelmed. whelmed. It's kind of there. I, I hate um, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I it's funny also to me, like I'm like, what is New Orleans got going on with this quarterback thing? If you if you really analyze their quarterbacks and stuff, it's like, all right, we got the hybrid tight end quarterback. We got the black quarterback that mm-hmm. steals crab legs and talks country. And then we got, you know what I'm saying? The good that man ain't stealing no crab legs, man. <laughs> he got him on a hookup. No, he just he took the do bullet. Do you remember for the, yeah. when he ate the W? Because I'm not gonna do it or live. Right. Do Thank you. you. I appreciate that. that. I do remember that, and I also remember when he got kicked off the team. Well, he got kicked off for a start, 
and ended up coming in in the second half. I, I, I shouldn't have said all that, but quirky, the 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 uh, black quarterback with a personality, the marketable kind of you know black quarterback, the friendly face, uh, not the face, not the face of the franchise, right? But the smile that always going to give you a, a good sound bite. The Wayne Brady of him. <laughs> But yo, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> hit the rim shot for yourself on that yeah, one. I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. I appreciate I it. I appreciate it. I see where we're taking this today. This is the comedy episode. He got jokes the episode. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I, I did not like the signing just because I don't want anybody in the NFC South to be better. How much better he is, I don't think that he's like, oh, I'm worried about them now. Because at the end of the day, they are long in the tooth in the defensive side, although they've got some really great players. As you mentioned, they're getting older. This seems like a very pinnacle and pivotal year in the NFC South with Tom Brady retiring, with there being the transition over in New Orleans now with Carr being their quarterback, and even in Atlanta where it just still seems like they're pretty much a dumpster fire. Shout out to all of the Atlanta Falcons fans. My bad, Sute, but y'all sorry, and we don't really too much care about nothing about you. Um, also signing some deals, Geno Smith signed a three-year, $75 million with a max value of $105 million, but $40 million guaranteed at signing. Yo, I know I ain't been here in a while, bro. With the Seahawks. What? Go I'm ahead. seeing what you're going to queue up. I'm seeing what you're going to queue up. I don't want to produce you. I don't want to produce you. See, I was going to do <laughs> right. it, but then I was like, no, nah, but you know what? Let's get it. Yeah. Shout out to Geno, man. Well-deserved. After having his jaw broken in New York, look <laughs> Listen, at where you at now, man. That was New York, right? It was. Yeah, it was, Shout and he did, but Gino, it didn't look man. like he was going to be a starter at all. And so we talked about it here on the program when um, the Seahawks said at the end, at the beginning of the year, we kind of like our squad. We're pretty happy with where we're going, and da 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 da. They had just lost Russell Wilson, and everybody's like, "Yeah, y'all are going to be trash." And then we realized, no. That's a whole lot of trash on Russell Wilson's side up in Russell Wilson. Mm. And I caught it. I caught it up in Denver. But uh, nonetheless, Seattle, they had a pretty relatively good season. And for, through the first seven Listen. or eight weeks, he was an MVP candidate because he just came out of nowhere oh. and was doing his thing. Exactly. It, it It's like when you're driving <laughs> in like a place like Charlotte. Uh-huh. Man, these people can't drive. Man, these people can't drive. Then you go to Atlanta. Oh, man, no. these folks can't drive, man. These folks can't drive. <laughs> then you go to Columbia. Man, these people can't drive. These people, like, uh, maybe you are not the best driver. So it's like, <laughs> did Seattle realize that it was Russell and not them? Right? Like, the <laughs> whole time. It appears, it, it appears so. Now we'll see whatever right. Sean the Payton evidence is, is evidence right now, right? Exactly. And we'll see what Sean oh. Payton is able to do with Russell Wilson up in Denver this upcoming season, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's just so. Mm. So Pete Carroll made Russell Wilson, or Russell Wilson made Pete Carroll? To or was it symbiotic? It, 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 Come again? I, I said to be determined, but I, mm. I I don't know, and I think it was a good a, a matter of good fit at the right time. Having right. that dynamic defense early yeah. on in his development right. was essentially key for him, and him being like the same thing with every other mobile quarterback. At some point, your legs gonna start. Like not being as down, leggy huh? as they yeah. were exactly, and so we'll see if or everybody going to catch up to you. Um, and and it was kind of blasphemous what I just said as far as Russell Wilson making Pete Carroll. If we really, if we really, really <laughs> got to put respect on his name on Pete Carroll's name, right? Like what he did leading up to going to Seattle. So that was a little blasphemous. <clears throat> Shame on DJ High Star. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless i think that 
this year in the South is wide open. And, and so I want to, I want to, I want to see what's going to happen. I am very, very, very interested to see what the Panthers do. There's a lot of different realms that we could go. I think the very first free agent signing that they select and make will dictate what the rest is going to look like. If they're able to get a quarterback early, which I think if they are looking to get one in free agency, that will be the move. I think ultimately that's going to dictate what happens with regards to the draft and the rest of free agency as well. If they first sign like a tight end if and then some offensive linemen and fill some in, in some uh, critical holes at that point, then we can almost dictate that they look to see that they're going to move up in the draft because I don't think we're going to be able to get one of the quarterbacks. There are reports out that they only really have their eyes on three. Unfortunately, I, I heard and saw the report that Anthony Richardson isn't one of them, but that may be because they know he's not going to be there when they pick at nine. So I ultimately think if they want, if they got their eyes on one of those three, they're going to move up to do it. And so we will check and see definitely what they're able to do. We want to give a special shout out to Dot out there in Facebook land checking us out thank you for joining and watching us our guy from claflin university richard DeHart, my god that's a singing fella y'all it's out there shout out to mr wilson joining us he says ear and uh last but not least before we get off the nfl uh there are rumors swirling i'm talking about quarterbacks and those who may come the carolina panthers have requested to and this has been since we last met to have a conversation with mr aaron Rodgers. rogers about their quarterback position. Hi, Star, what are your thoughts on if he's a good fit and if we should bring Aaron Rodgers down? Yeah, anything, anything, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anything other than Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, yeah, is a great fit. <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, it's not, he's not going to, you know what I mean? It's not like, a square peg going into a round hole or anything like that. Aaron Rodgers will make the situation. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. KD is not a matter of, yo, is KD a good fit out in Phoenix? Nah. And granted, Aaron Rodgers is on the back nine as well of his career. Yeah, but even However, his back nine. Yeah. Huh? No, I'm sorry. No, his back nine, though, is still, he's one of the greatest. Oh, we- yeah. Better than, a, exactly. Better than a lot of, Guy, like yeah exactly is better than a lot of guys best efforts out there so it truly and then of course his experience um you know although if we really really break down his super bowl experience and and you know what i mean then that resume is kind of short but just his postseason experience his experience throughout these seasons as far as um um just winning or persevering and still you know um you know, and just fighting for the for the win. It, yeah, it wouldn't be anything bad for Carolina. Put it like that. Do I see it happening? Do I think it's likely? No, I don't. So, um, yeah, I don't. I, I I come from two sides of this, and I hate to like talk out both sides of my mouth, but I can see both perspectives. Um, on one hand, on one side of it, if Aaron Rodgers comes, it's because they feel like we have the roster and we're in a win now type of mode. And if that's the case, then I'm excited to be able to see what they're able to do. And I'm ready to win. I, I, I sat on the show and have yelled for weeks. I'm sick of this and I'm tired of that and I don't like to lose. I hate losing. And honestly, if they feel like they're in a win now mode, that is the way to go. If, however, they feel like we need to build for the future, we've got a couple of holes that we need to fill. We need some time. And they're looking to be able to establish the franchise more as um, a perennial power. Then, then that type of quarterback, specifically even Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, 
is not the way to go. Want to give a, guy, a shout out to my guy, Street Poetry on Facebook. My boy says, negative, we need someone to stable the ship, not steer. He will be in and out, and we will be reeling behind his this every right. decision, much like Green Bay. And I agree. That's an awesome point. Yeah, awesome point. Shout out. That is a very good point, because if you think about even with Tom Brady and what's happened in Tampa, granted, his first year, he brought them a Super Bowl, so... I don't know how mad they can be about it, but then you turn around and then the following season to not know if he was retiring or not, and then he retired, and then like he got home and Giselle was like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And, and then he just like, yeah, now nah, I'm going back to football, and then had that terrible right. season, and so I get that component of it, and I see how that could stretch it. Honestly, I would love to see us get a franchise type quarterback and to establish a new era in Carolina Panther football, but. My only concern is that they're not going to be able to do that. I've seen too many times where, yeah, it's a new day. It's a new day. And then we just get disappointed. Matt Rule, when he got up there with his press conference and was out there preaching, man, I was, yo, this guy is it. We're going to da-da-da. And it didn't materialize. I remember. I remember. Yo, relax. (laughs) And so I don't want to put too much on him, but this is a pivotal point in the Carolina Panthers franchise. The decisions that they make at this point, and that's, again, I want to give them a shout out for the at least perceived steps that they're taking. They're doing their due diligence with every decision and making what they feel are the most informed choices. And so I'm hoping that that translates and relates into us moving into a more stable position as a franchise and being a perennial power. We've seen it happen with the Bengals. The Bengals were a joke for a long time. Even when they were kind of good with your Ocho Cinco's of the world and the Andy Dalton's, they were never able to kind of turn that corner. You see now that they have appeared to done so to do that. The Kansas city chiefs, Andy Reid turned that franchise around and have made them a perennial power through the draft, through good free agent moves. And I'm hoping that the Panthers are able to do the same. You know me. I'm I'm always with anything the Panthers do. I'm always just watching it with a side eye. So um, <laughs> I'm I'm going into it, of course, with one of my favorite terms. Of course, lowered expe- expectations to see what they end up doing or who they end up <laughs> landing in the off season. But because outside of Aaron Rodgers, there's a couple other big names that are out there or that have some possibilities of. Making some moves, correct? Yes, and it's and in fact, good. Well, you you a pro at what you do, sir. Let me let me give you that Come shout on, out. You a pro at what you do. Play it off. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we're gonna act cool, all right? Just act like we've been there. Act like we've been there before. Shout out to Ashton Nesbitt who says, "Right, gonna go get Wentz and say, let's try this again." Uh, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you should know better, sir. You know it ain't nothing going on with Carson Wentz, and if. I'll tell you one thing for certain. Y'all thought that I was getting ready to abandon the Panthers, abandon the Panthers when they were talking about signing Jimmy Garoppolo. If the yeah. Carolina Panthers go and sign Carson Wentz, not only am I going to burn every Carolina Panthers piece of nail that I have, I'm going to Charlotte. I'm going to North Mint, and I'm holding up a sign that says, move the franchise. I quit. Y'all done. We don't even want you in Charlotte no more. Y'all clearly don't know what y'all doing. Y'all don't need to have like hands to type in bat football stats no more because that's a terrible move and it ought to never happen again. Just make sure that you wear your Carolina sports talk shirt when you do it. Oh, without doubt. I'm calling yeah. all the newspapers. I'm calling. <laughs> listen, I'm, a matter of fact, I might have my new gig follow me down. There. I might go in that capacity to be determined. Y'all ch- check your boy out, man. We got some big things popping. But nonetheless, football is still very, very far away. 
Free agency, though, is right around the corner. We've got next week, or excuse me, on the fifth, that is next week, the 15th. Free agency officially begins, and so we expect the flurries to begin. And I'm hoping it's a snowstorm and not just a little dusting. And, and we hope that it really just turns out to be what we expect and anticipate it to be. But in the meantime, NFL is almost here. Not really, but NBA is in full swing. So I say almost, bro. It's, it's got to be. It's right around the corner, man. Let a, let a man dream. Can a brother have hope? Can we keep hope alive? Come on, bro. I'm just saying, bro. If, <laughs> never mind. If this Easy, easy, DJ I start. Easy. <laughs> now, nah, go ahead. Get to it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. If a multi-billion dollar industry like the NBA is in its, in the, you know what I mean? So the you're not of the means, why don't we leave with that? But I see what you were doing. You were producing. You wanted to tease the audience and keep them until, I got you. All right. But now that we're here, I was just shooting you bail, bro. Now that we're here, though, uh, real quickly, very quickly, want to go over these scores because they're from. So they're from yesterday evening, Tuesday, March the seventh. Um, we had the Milwaukee Bucks over the Orlando Magic, one thirty-four to one twenty-three. The Washington Wizards beat the Detroit Pistons, one nineteen to one seventeen. The Charlotte Hornets went up to New York, took care of business against my uh, New York Knicks, one twelve to one hundred five. The Philadelphia 76ers beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 117 and 94 the KD less and Kyrie less Brooklyn Nets um <laughs> beat the Houston Rockets 118 to 96 and I can see all this clearly because of my glasses not a sponsor um <laughs> and the Thunder beat the war my Warriors <clears throat> 137 to 128 Mavericks beat the Jazz 120 to 116 and lastly your Los Angeles Lakers uh-huh oh let me stop music go ahead go ahead we need to hear you no I didn't want to interrupt you I exactly, want to make sure exactly. everybody all can of hear that you. now go yeah. ahead you know how we normally have trouble finding a spot to to talk like with each other we jump over like yeah now we both quiet yeah the Los Angeles really Lakers took there, care of business against they, the they, Memphis Grizzlies, one twelve to one oh three. The job, yo, so, so many layers, so many layers, so, right? so many. Layers. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the surging Knicks and the surging Lakers, or do we want to jump straight to job? Nah, we we'll say we'll hold off. We we'll because I got some words for my guy. We we we. All right, so real quickly then. Okay, my Knicks, they were surging. They just lost. Charlotte, that's what I got on that. Any, nah, nah, I was just playing. <laughs> you ready to get Shout a job? To the Knicks, though. Yeah, exactly. Y'all, y'all doing your Knicks, thing, bro. Though. Y'all are doing your thing right now. The Knicks so, so look good. Couple names, couple names, of course. Um, of course, um, you know the things that Brunson has has brought to the to the franchise. I think this year with leadership and kind of just having that center. Um, uh, you know what I mean? That that true point guard, in other words, right? Um. RJ, yes, okay, cool. As far as the whatever, like, like all right, cool. Like RJ's, I've never been the, the biggest fan of RJ, but I know that the kid is young. It is a prodigal type of thing where he's got the potential because of his his frame and you know what I'm saying that he can be a long um, a NBA player for for years and years to come. So I'm I'm not mad at that. Julius, him and him and RJ, I have issues with because they're so ball heavy. Um, but they still, again, Julius is doing his thing. Now, Emmanuel, quickly, mm-hmm. just want to give my guy a special shout out. You know what I mean? He's the type of player that 
Because oh, the, the guy got the defense, he's got offense. That's the that's the one that's of those the- X factors on our squad. Like him, the Mitchell Robinsons of the world, the OB Toppins, those are like the, the X factors that they're locked in and focused right now. And, and that's one of the reasons that our team is surging or whatnot. Where do you think you guys will land? Right now, you are sitting at a five seed. Uh, thir- 20, 39 and 28. How you many got, games are left? Uh, that is 50, 67, minus 82. So what is that? 15? Um, 15 right minutes. now we have... So I, I, I think the, the floor right now for us is six. I think the floor is okay. the six seed. But the potential in the ceiling was really, to me, is, is about four. Um, I think that we have that goal of of getting home court advantage because it's in sight and it's it's attainable. So that gives us something to, to, to work try towards. to reach for or whatever. So that's why I think that, again, that raises the floor up to like the sixth seed. And then right now it's about staying disciplined, finishing the season strong, but then um, doing something with whatever seeding we get in the playoffs and, and making some noise outside of the first round. That's that's literally where their mind should be at right now finish the season strong with momentum mm-hmm. like that doesn't mean streaking all like a 12 game winning streak into the but last 15 games you want to win 12 out of those last 15 you know what i'm saying rough and then make some noise in the playoffs i can see it and and honestly i i'll see your sixth floor ceiling four and i'm gonna give you a, just a mean four i think that you're only two games back behind the Cavs. They're dealing with injuries right now, and I can see them continuing to slide. They were up as high as the number two seed at one point. I could see them continuing to slide down, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Knicks as a four, maybe even a three. The Sixers, they, I mean, they're going to be who they are at this point. They're sitting at 43 and 22, but even then, you guys are only three, four games back from them. I could see y'all being a three, four seed and possibly even a three. Now, on the flip side of that, if we want to talk about surging teams, the Los Angeles Lakers – once upon a time, it wasn't too long ago, everybody was talking about how the Lakers are done and it's too much you too were, late. You were talking about it. I'm not everybody. everybody. Let me you, were talk, you are everybody right now. You gonna let me you gonna let me do do this? Hello, is this thing on? Let me do this. Once upon a time, not long ago, everybody was screaming, the Lakers are done. They're trash. They made some good moves, but it's too much too late. Hi everyone. I'm everyone. There was no way. <laughs> See what I did Sorry, there? Bro, you know my, yes, but you know my reflexes. You know that I was, you know. Like, Knee jerk. You was ready dad, to. You had to text me or something that way. Because like, you, you know. You see, that was genuine for me. Yeah, like, no, I'll say this way. Wait, no, this old you. tape right now. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My apologies. I'm everyone, bro. I get it. Like, I was trashing the Lakers and. <clears throat> I think it's the LeBron hater in me that for whatever reason seems to be a little bit more strong than the actual Laker fan because I don't see the future with what this whole system looks like. Um, I don't see how we're going to be able to pull out of this era without starting to make those moves now. As a result, we are now up to the nine seed. Congratulations. Um, I think that we'll probably end up doing some silly stuff like finishing at the eight and then having still having to do it, play in a play-in tournament, maybe making it to the first round, and then losing in the first round. 
period, point blank. I do not see the benefit in this surge. I'm glad that we have players that are young players. I think that um, Roy is one that is going to be able to take us a while. I think Bryant would have been, well, I'm not even going to go there. But nonetheless, uh, I think that the moves need to start being made now so that we can have some sustainable future long term. AD is out of there. There, he will not be in purple and gold next year, y'all. Anybody who's wanting to put your money down, I'm not a gambling man, but go let High Star know and he'll take your money on my behalf. But AD is out of there. I would love to see LeBron gone. Honestly, ship him to Orlando at this point. Go ahead and let Bronny play his one year at Ohio State, and then the two of them can be happily ever after in Orlando doing nothing but making a whole truckload LeBron of money. LeBron likes LeBron. I can see that because LeBron loves young, um, young uh, potential. Uh, like like Pablo is somebody that he would be mm-hmm. like, oh, if I if I join forces, like LeBron is to young athletes what Drake is to. Never mind. I ain't even gonna go there honestly because I, no because it's family friendly. But Drake gotta watch the age of some of these girls. That anyways, listen, I didn't take it too far. But LeBron, he loves like. The, I had the prospect or the idea, mm-hmm. and he done messed up that boy AD uh, Hoker. <laughs> <laughs> Got that AD man sitting on the bench when you passed the all time. Right. Yeah, four or five years up there in LA to just <sighs> shout out to Ashton. Ashton on Facebook Live says AD and LeBron will be there next year, especially if we make mm-hmm. the playoffs, sir. Not only am I willing to go yeah. against my no gambling system. But I will gladly take, I won't gamble money, but we could talk off air about whatever you're willing to lose about that one. Because I'm willing, to, I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that AD, he's, he's turned a corner now with the sour face that he's had previously. And he's actually starting to play ball every three games that he's not hurt. But he, <laughs> what dog, I was, I was in it. But ultimately, that hurt is real. To know that yeah. you brought me here, I was I was fine where I was, and I could have been anywhere else. But following behind you, I came to L.A., and then you're gonna try to get me traded like you did every other player that you've. Nah, bro, I'm not playing with this it's guy. A cold game. It's a cold game. It's a cold game. And even if you think about it, how LeBron's been out most of the time that that, K, that AD has been actually stepping out. As long as he's not on the floor with him, as long as he doesn't have to be around him. I think that he's in a good spot. And as a matter of fact, I think I want to go ahead. No, no, no I'm going to. The relationship yeah, that no, AD. Yeah, yeah, because I was, you know, I was, vroom, I was fitting the down shift. But I think the relationship that AD and LeBron have is very synonymous with another famous squad that we'll talk about a little bit that's got some very visible tension on their squad. So right, just give well, it a, And just real quickly, yo, your, your base in, in the, 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 the decibels. In your voice, it kind of raised whenever you were responding to Ashton. Not too much on Ashton, bro. All right, you know how I go about they hold him and his line brother. Him so and let's, his let's line relax. brother. Yeah, relax, bro. Relax. So, so here's it was, it was. Yeah, I will gladly take you. My boy got some credence to some of his points. Is at, at least hear him out or see what why he would say what he would say. Don't don't do that, bro. Don't raise your voice at Ashton like that, bro. I wish I had a rock sounder. It doesn't take your, matter what he my has boy to got say. Some credence to some of his points is at, at least Uh-oh. hear him Uh-oh. out. Don't do that, bro. Okay, Don't see, raise see, your voice see. to that shit like that. Bro. So that's what happens when you actually try to read comments and Facebook start talking while you're on a live. But nonetheless, <laughs> did you hear the playback just now or not? Nah? 
Yeah. Live TV. Live Facebook, y'all. Live, live YouTube. This is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my guy, DJ Highstar, back from his world traveling of basketball events and tournaments and whatnot. We are sitting talking right now about a little bit of NBA basketball. Next up, my guy, Ja Morant. I say I got an intro with it, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, you, you know what? This is go NBA. Ahead. This show. Yeah, this no, show go ahead, go ahead. No, brother, please, brother, please, please, bro. This is South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina. Carolina sports okay, talk. Okay, so, so should I just start off with my question then? Like, that, is that how you want to introduce this? Let's get All it. All right, Carolina sports talk. Out there, everybody, we want y'all to answer as well. <clears throat> Who would you rather have as a father, Lavar Ball? T. Morant, and one more option because this is Carolina Sports Talk. Alex Murdoch. Which, which out of, out of, out of, out of, who would you rather? Is that, is that too soon? Too soon? Are we live? Hello? Stupid. Is this thing on? I'm not going to let you get the Hello? chance. Is this thing on? And we're back. I'm here all night. I'm, I'm here all night. Selling DVDs out in the lobby. This boy here. I, oh my God. If you want a picture with me, if you want a picture with me, and it's $10. Take a pictures in the back. The real so, question out is out of those three. Yeah. Two. Out of which now A Liz says on Facebook, which kid do I get to be for Alex? <laughs> <laughs> what if you do some thing, which kid do you get to be? Oh. What'd she say? <laughs> Bruh. It is Carolina Sports Talk. It is. And I'm off I I just I don't even Ultimately, this stems back to Ja Morant and his uh, shenanigans currently. We've got Detroit Coalition uh, <laughs> comments on YouTube. Man, I got to throw this one up there because I like that one. I, I, and, uh, you got that one. He comments, or they comment, uh, it says, is LeBron the Tasha Mack of the NBA? Mm. Things that make you go. <laughs> so many layers mm. to that. Yes. Clutch so <laughs> many. So many layers to that one. Mr. Clutch Sports himself. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Now, oh, where do we even start? Darius, shout out to you. Uh he says he's taking Lavar, um, taking Lavar ball, and he says, boy, DJ High Star, you wow. Um, bruh, at the end of the day. I, I know T is doing my dog a disservice, and we'll get into that in a moment. Um, but I'm taking T Morant, and probably just because he's from South Carolina. Because Lavar, mm. for all of his antics, for all of his over the top, for all of his Suge nights, hey, them my sons, but I'm now out here. Let's go, y'all. Look at me. I could have been Michael Jordan one on one. I could have been in Space Jam. Like for all of all of that. I'm saying he's a good dad, bruh, like mm. put on for his boys. He made proclamations and by the power of his tongue say, yo, all three of my boys are going to do da, 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 da. Now, one of them did da and not da, 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 but <laughs> he put on for his sons and, and really put them in a position to be able to go and do the things. And he's only ever been about making sure that his boys eat and that his family wins. And so, again, for all the antics, Lavar's a good dad. All that being said, I'm taking T for because he's from South Cat. Period. Carolina stand up. Right. Claflin. I, if, if I'm, yeah, that's what I say. If I'm on that type of time, 
because of <laughs> come on now because of all the free gear i got <laughs> but nah, I would pick, I would the money. <laughs> and listen dude, look at the comments though like look at the comment that a liz left oh a liz a liz says see that cool parent that let you cuss and smoke weed in front of him and that <laughs> that however <laughs> is part of what the problem now if in case y'all right. just don't know what we even fussing about at this point right here Right, right, right. John Morant is in the news currently. He's away from the team. He's been asked to take a leave, an indefinite leave of absence from the Grizzlies as he's being investigated for showing pictures online or video online of him waving and brandishing a firearm while in a club recently. Those of you who are uh, Carolina Sports Talk loyalists, first of all, shout out to y'all. Y'all are real MVPs. Y'all can remember almost a year and a half ago, at this point, we talked about John Morant and I was saying how, you know, he's the next face and he's this and he's that. I just need my dog to chill. I was watching his live one day on Instagram. And this was, again, long before all of the accusations of him being a fake thug and the uh, eight mile references and all of that before he had begun to get that national spotlight. Dog had a birthday party that several of our friends and, and, and associates and people we know were there. And I was like, yo, y'all tell John he got to chill. Bro was on the live then, toting the pole, just like he was smoking, he was drinking, he was wild and he was doing his thing. And, and although at that point it was just literally a young guy having fun, the signs were there was like, y'all, nah, but like you got superstar potential. You're in the league now, bro. You got a little bit more to lose than all the rest of them boy who we going to see at, at the park shooting ball next week. You know what I'm saying? And so... I noticed it then. I even literally sent word through because I don't. I'm not gonna flex and be like, "Yeah, I know John. He cool." I just know a bunch of dudes will be around him. You see what I'm saying? And so I told him, "Say, like, yo, let that man know he got to chill. He can't be doing that stuff on the live like that." They apparently didn't give him the message, and he has not yet received that message yet either. Go high star. Yeah, you're muted. So this is the other thing about it, though. We're live, but um. <laughs> So I I like I'm torn, man, because T, even though like a lot of people joke around and say T probably be wearing Jaws clothes, T dresses a lot cooler and fresher. And like I just would <laughs> I wouldn't be as embarrassed to have T as a parent versus LeVar because of LeVar's again brashness and 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 all of his whole brand of yeah, you gonna hear me and, and I'm not apologizing for who I am. I'm sober and this is my you know what I'm saying? Okay, mm-hmm. we get you. Like um, T is, you know, again, he got I think we relate to to T Morant a little bit more because of those Carolina ties. Right. It's just, that it just ended up that that was a great question by accident. Um, But like the way I think it was it was mentioned in the comments, but the way that he handled the Shannon Sharp situation mm-hmm. or like like you could see that. All right, you're gonna be this pseudo B-list celebrity out here, um, in you know, just shaking it up with everybody um, at these games, but you have a genuine kind of like respect that everybody kind of respects you for, you know. And also, it's like I, as Lavar watching him probably play in adult leagues as a, as his kid versus watching T Morant play in like adult leagues or anything like when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, I probably would want T to be my father. <laughs> Just off the ball alone. Yeah. <laughs> no pun but it, like I said, it ended up being a good question by accident. Like honestly. And nobody's yeah. picking Alex. All right. 
Not at all. Meanwhile, so I do want to give a shout out to Demetrius Bryant, uh, Demetrius Bryant, one of our frat brothers, who back on Sunday before the whole pivot of attention started going to see, uh, he said, instead of being a friend to ja, to him, John ja Morant's dad needs to be a father to him. I think that there, and I love the comment and I, and I love the spirit of it. There are a lot of different levels. And even with the, the, the I'm hoping, kind-hearted, you know what I mean, comment that A-Liz said, T's a different kind of dad. He's one of those ones who, yeah, he's enjoying that spotlight, but I think that he's, he's as like you mentioned and alluded to, street poetry, my dog said, seeing how T handled the sidebar convo with Sharp shows he intends to be a real buffer. Um, and then even Ashton saying, that's the problem. T too cool. There's levels to it. You can be the relatable dad who is like, Hey, yeah, I don't mind if y'all do this. I don't mind if you do that. Or, son, you got to make your lump. Like, I get that. But at the same time, when things and the choices and the decisions that you are making as a young man, as an adult, are affecting your life and potentially your livelihood, I don't care how old you are. Your father then has the obligation to step up and be your father. As a man, as someone who has leadership and authority over you, I don't care how old you are. I'm I'm X, Y, I'm 40 years old. And if my pops calls me tomorrow and says, hey, yo, Cliff, X, Y, Z, ABC, I'm going to be like, depending upon what he say, I'm going to either be like, yeah, nah, dad, I appreciate you and I respect that, but nah, that's dead. Or I'm going to be like, yes, sir. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take that opportunity to listen. Now, ain't none of us in Sumter, ain't none of us out there in Memphis with them to know what kind of conversations that they have had and Absolutely. what what is or is not listening to and T doesn't seem like the type that's going to come out and say well I told that boy he shouldn't be doing that and taking them guns out there and walling mm-hmm. and beating up people even if he did say it I don't think he's going to be the one just off of what we know about him and around him and the kind of guy that he is to, to go and say that publicly he's not going to down his son now we may see that you know there later on comes out some in some documentary on the life and times of Ja Morant that he took on and turned it around and and put himself in a different position, but I ultimately do feel like he's having those conversations. Y'all know people that no matter what whoever says to him, they're gonna do what they want to do. Period. We don't know what's going on in the people's house, and so at the end of the day, mm-hmm. to just openly and just blanketly bash T for not being a good dad is trash because I know a lot of good yeah. folks with good parents who turn out to be trash people. So I agree. When when I've heard that in the press, um excuse me. Um it hearing Stephen A say it sounded a little cringy is just again to your point, we don't know what the conversations are being had whenever the cameras are not on and whenever they're not in the spotlight, whenever they're not dripped in in Versace uh, frames and ice and all of that stuff, whenever they, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whenever they just kicking it with father and son, he might still, I mean, we don't know. He might call T daddy. But one thing that yeah, um, consistent things, right. But speaking of uh, pause, but like um, high star senior, it's his birthday today. You know what I'm saying? Shout oh, out I to gotta, Jerome. Gotta, gotta give shout uh, out to uh, Jerome, Jerome senior. Happy Happy birthday, huh? So in addition to International Women's Day, and that's talking about this father stuff, I figured I'd bring that up because I was talking to my dad today. Um, but to your point, like you still, regardless of how old you get or how old your parents get, you never want to disappoint them. Uh, there's a certain level of reverence and, and, and respect, but also there is a level of fear that you have with, with like, you know, physically or or like literally what, what you may be able to do to your parents or your grandparents. However, 
just the way that you were reared, they always can speak in one certain tone. And you know what I mean? And you should be able to know like, okay, this is serious time or whatever. But with that whole situation, again, Stephen A. Smith, he he gave his like vibe or whatever like that about the situation, which I respect, uh, of course, because he has something to draw from with the Allen Iverson thing or whatnot. Um, now, Marcellus Wiley, he gave his perspective on it. And I liked what he elocuted more or less, of course, because he was in that type of situation. Um, young with the Chargers, about to rob them and get the big bag. And then, you know, like like he he was alluding to, he's like his father was more of a fan versus a father um, when he felt like he needed a father in a lot of those situations. So I definitely listened to those brothers and what they had to say. Um, but to your point, like we just we really <laughs> that's all of that is speculation. Whenever we exactly. talking about how anybody else parents and stuff like that, that's like it's cringy to me. It's cringy to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, how do you feel about the perceived hypocrisy of Nike? Um, you know, standing by him strong, of course. Now, granted, uh, well, I, I'm going to set the table. I'm sorry because I do that a lot. But um, so Nike. Stand, stands by Jai. They made a statement on it and everything like that. And a lot of people were comparing it to the situation with Kyrie. Um, and, you know, again, what Kyrie had went through a few months back with regards to the post uh, or the tweet regarding that um, documentary that was available on Amazon. So with Kyrie at the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they were towards the end of their or at the end of their negotiations or, or they mm -hmm. were they were beginning to renegotiate. They were at the end of a current deal or the terms were pretty much ending on their current deal right yes they were actually in the in closing re renegotiation of the new levels with them yes so but with all that considered or or do you do you take that into consideration when i ask a question like that like absolutely because it does matter okay. and it's actually gonna kind of jump start my, my my response Kyrie standing on his principles Kyrie being who he was saying the things that he did for as long as he did not only in and I don't want to make it about race and we'll talk about that in just a moment too but he not only rubbed a lot of white folks wrong he was starting to rub black folks wrong he was getting on a lot of people's nerves there were those who understood him and still stood behind him but then it was like all right Kai but you still got to chill though bro much to the same way that like Kanye how there are those black, white, pink, green, orange who support him, but then he just keeps coming. Hit after hit was with, yeah, dog, but chill. You're not wrong, but like fall back, relax. And so when it gets to that point, it's about dollars and cents. The marketability of these individuals is what makes these companies want to sign them to these long-term deals, continue to work with them, continue to overcome certain things with them. A lot of what Jaw has do, is doing now, he's not been convicted of any crimes. He's not an aggressive and or violent offender in any way, shape, or form. Um, even though he's, as A-Liz put in there, holding his little pocket rocket. Uh, <laughs> Me poetry's joint, too. Yeah, listen. Oh, I'm, oh, you know I'm coming back to Commodore. <laughs> yes. Um, although all of that is the case, I think because, one, he's a bit younger, two, he's still incredibly marketable. And he's going to make the money. And I think the dollars are going to override the sense with that one. Um, and that's much to, to the reason why. Now, if it comes out that he got bodies and and or has, you know. And her name is, yeah. Yeah. Now, at that point, they'll have no other choice and it'll be something different. But I do want to revisit. You just alluded to it. My boy, Street Poetry. Commodore is a nut. 
Commodore says, but look how Jaw was holding that pistol. His daddy has kept him away from the streets. He held that thing like a dirty diaper. They good. I- so, I, well, I was about to say, I, I do want to comment on on the pistol. So, um, if you identify, what is that? A three eighty? It looks like a three eighty like- or a little mini nine. Okay, I know that boy bet not be having no twenty two nowhere. But go ahead. It's a, so oh, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say nine milli or a three eighty. Oh, okay. Oh, the twenty is the twenty two like a V four pretty much. It's like yeah, it's like an electric uh, bicycle. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, no. but um, so yeah, a firearm is a firearm is a firearm is a firearm, and the people gotcha. that are getting on him about that as well. Again, it's not the last firearm that they made or the first one. Now, our boy Street Poetry, that was a funny comment though. <laughs> like I, I am rocking with the comment, and I do so, and that brings me to my next quick point. Um, we have footage of Ja in kind of their 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 home setting. You know right. what I'm saying? It it looks far from, you know. I don't know what I'm doing with Uber, this. Uber, Uber urban. It looks far from Uber urban. Like it's not police sirens and all of that. Not from what. Again, they have they, easy wrong. Easy. Nah, go ahead. This Carolina Sports they have, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the whole full court in the backyard. I mean, in the back um, of the house, and then they. There's footage of Ja, the young Ja, when he was in high school doing, you know, basketball drills, NBA worthy, you know, NBA level basketball drills in his backyard and working out. Now, in all of that stuff, it doesn't translate, of course, to, yo, you're this preppy guy or whatever like that, because I believe that basketball players, hoopers at that level or that are that are always a cream of the crop. Like in any level that they're at, as far as from AAU all the way up through high school, college, everything, they do encounter uh, tests of their manhood. So like they are and they do are they are faced with uh, fight or flight situations and scenarios. So it's not anything out of the question that he probably squabbles. Yes, you get you give it up and you get down like that or whatever. But there's a difference between being like a man and is going to stand up for yours and not let nobody punk you and then being a street dude or whatnot right so it's like now you're getting people are getting the idea that you are in these streets like a jalen rose like Allen iverson like these um marquise daniels zach uh randolph um steven jackson you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. these players got that tag on them like let's say Gilbert, let's take Gilbert Arenas. Fact. Gilbert Arenas doesn't even have the reputation for being street. He just had the incident in that um in that facility with a gun. But he was he's never been out nowhere saying he's street or nothing. And then see how fast everything crumbled for him. So you know, because I and that I brought that up because I saw him even uh, volunteering advice to Ja with the situation. But <sighs> I, I I've been frustrated with this whole narrative like for a couple of months. reasons. Listen, for a couple of reasons. Um, ooh, I, Detroit Coalition says over in the chat uh, on YouTube, I have a feeling that Ja's mama is doing all the talking now. That's the quiet part that a lot of folks don't realize. Ja mama about the life too. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to leave that one where it is. Uh, I do want to give a shout out on the Facebook side to Sago Thomas and our dog, uh, at, at Divine Sanders, who are watching. Appreciate you fellas for joining. You should do a backflip. I don't didn't get catch the reference, so I was gonna let it slide. It but it's divine. So it's it <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that's what the divine comment to me. Exactly. So we just got to let that one slide and let it be what it is. Shout out to the good bros, though, man. Because guess what? At the end of the day, Divine got his Carolina Sports Talk t-shirt. Did the rest of y'all have y'all shit? But as we move forward, um, I think that it's important that <laughs> y'all got me thrown off with the John Mama comment now and now the backflips. But I don't remember what I was talking about at this point because these didn't. I mean, we were just pretty much uh, putting a bow on the job talk in, in, in the discussion. Let All right. So after you read some of the comments, bro, let me know where you would like to. That's not even a good question of where you would like to see Ja. But what? Ja, got it. Um, there we go. I picked it up. Maybe advice. Yeah, I said that five minutes ago. Yeah, but I'm. I'm... Go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, because you're going to make me mad. Go <laughs> y'all this guy here like i don't care nothing about this live about us being on our show what's up no so john morant is in a unique position that he has the talent and the opportunity to make money that can change his life and those around him forever i want the young man to be careful in that with all of those cautionary tales that you talked about who were able to overcome some things and then some like Gilbert Arenas, who did play for two other teams after the situation, but never yet received another of the same opportunity. I do not want this young man to be typecasted into saying that he is something, either something that he's not and or not being given the full opportunities for who he in truly and genuinely is. And as a result, if T isn't having these conversations on the back end, I need him to. And if T, his father won't, and his mom doesn't step up and do it. Whomever is the instances or in these instances are around him. If he's not making the best choices, they need to step up and help him to help him get to that position where he can get out of his own way. He's way too incredibly talented to continue to allow young. <laughs> this is Carolina Sports Talk to make let young do decisions affect the rest of his life. My pops told me. As I must have been in middle school, son. And anytime I hear my dad talking in my memory, it's like Mufasa voice. Son, you always want to have options. And so that stood with me. Never do something now that's going to prohibit or take away your options later on down the line. And that's exactly what Jaws is doing right now. And I understand living your life. I understand the invincibility of youth. Um, I just got over that a few years ago when COVID tried to kill me. You feel what I'm saying? Um, Casey Mack says on YouTube, you shout out to the bros, the good bros. You are that's what you do. And that's true. But sometimes you can. Now, you of all people, Casey, can know that sometimes your actions that you make in choices and decisions when you have less than the right, you know what I mean, mindset to be able to, you can overcome them. And so I don't want anything that he does now to overcome that. What? Take it easy. I thought you was about to break bro code in some ways. I was about to say, take it easy over there. I don't know where you're going with this. Anybody one. who knows Casey know he used to beat up people for fun. Oh. What do you want me to oh, do? Okay, okay, okay. See where you're going? See where you're going? Relax. Street ways, you're saying. Yes, yes. exactly. Get your mind off of that and let's not put his business. <laughs> no, anyway, bro, now, now I, see, listen, I'm trying to show discretion, but all right, all right. Yeah, all nah, right, but no, but right, no, so right. like <laughs> to be able to do those things, you, you want to do, like, again, make your mistakes, but. Be mindful to never allow any of those mistakes to prohibit you from being able to move forward and doing the things that you want to do and not have those choices later on in life. That's all I'm you saying. Know who, you know who Ja... You know who was Ja with no talent or not an ounce of the talent that Ja has? Who was that? 
A PJ Hairston. Mm. Every time you used to hear about PJ Hairston, <laughs> making some bad. Now, granted, development league, Charlotte showed him love and signed him as well as a hometown or you know somebody from North Carolina, but he squandered all of his opportunities. Um, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Every time you heard about PJ Harrison, he was in a in a gym fight at like a fitness connection or something like that, or out on a, a park somewhere um in Charlotte getting into scraps and just 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 stupid things. So I believe um was it Lenny Williams as far as the um LeBron's or Lenny Cook? Lenny Cook? That was LeBron's like rival or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That was one example um of somebody kind of you know, squandering talent and 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 not like in other words, Jalen Rose says something very, very profound. And he was like, the talent, you know, is what it is, but the thing that elevates after that are some of these intangibles. So the things like, you know, the discipline and 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 everything like that. Like, um just some I, I heard it on a podcast that just when they saw the video of him in the club that they that made them revert back to his response to the reporter asking him about KD mm-hmm. and that just all of that stuff lined up for the person that was on the podcast and they were saying that now they can't even like that's why when they when uh it's it's empty it's shallow threats and stuff that they have that they that they mouth off to the rest of the league when Desmond Bain or or Jackson uh Jaren what's the my man name the uh, Jaren Jackson Jackson Jr. that's one for me but um Whenever they're talking about like the Warriors and stuff like that, it always felt like shallow and and not, you know, not deep threats or whatever like that. And that's points to that, to the leadership on the team. You think like, well, I'm not going to ask rhetorical questions, but the last video that I did see of me on the private jet, Casamigos, Anejo or the Reposado, one of them just Turning. drinking it like it's Gatorade and recording it. Like, and this is Jaw you talking about? You want to do, huh? This is Jaw you talking about doing it? Yes, bro. See, that was the most recent thing that I saw <laughs> as far as video. So I don't even know how old that particular video is or whatever like right. that. But you, you, you made up a, you brought up a good point that actually kind of is amplified by a question that Bobby Donlett Jr. asks in the chat on Facebook. He says, do you feel the team slash owners should have mentors or guidance for the younger players on their teams? I absolutely do. And in the event, any time from two perspectives, one is going to help these young men. You don't nobody want no babysitter when you're an adult, you're a professional athlete. You ain't trying to have folks, you know what I mean? Just all up on you like that. So I get that component. However, if there is a voice that you can at least have to give you that moment of pause to say, yeah, bro, you might not want to do that, man. I do what I want to do. But what if you, da, 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 da. sometimes that moment of pause to just take that beat can be enough to give you that opportunity to say, okay, let's make the best choice and decision here. That's from the player side, from the play, from the owner slash team side. I absolutely think that it's a good idea because it protects your investment. It allows those young men to have someone that's of leadership. And even if it's former players, even if it's, uh, they're, it's I don't know, some licensed therapist, whomever it is, if you get that, give them somebody who can be relatable, who they're going to mm-hmm. want to listen to, but who also can help them to position themselves and, again, be in that position to make make some moves to go forward. I would, I would love to see former players that – um, again, not even that's in obscurity, but are are looking 
you know, to have, you know, it don't even have to be a, a an exorbitant salary. We could take it as like, you know, supplemental income or whatnot, but you then have an obligation of service as an older player to actually, you know, to be responsible for somebody in other right. words. So that would keep, that would, that would um, continue to keep a why in the older players, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so that they don't, you know, fall off again. Cause we always hear about like, this is what I've done all my life. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what I'm going to do after. And, and, and that's where it just ends at. But anywho, um, I know that you want to get to some of the comments soon as well. Um, but I, I just wanted to, and I want to say this as concisely as possible, but it feels like the label thug and fake thug or, um, or whatnot definitely, um, is thrown Jaws way because we know his, um, upbringing, in, in a certain way, we know to a certain degree, we know that. And the similar thing was um, the similar thing was said about T.I. son. Right. Mm. It, you know what I'm saying? However, let's not undersell and discount the power. And again, this is this is Carolina Sports Talk for y'all that oh, we're wondering, but I'm about to get high vibration esoteric on y'all real quick. Let's not <laughs> discount. um like as far as music, the effect of music, mm. right? We know that one of mm -hmm. Jai's favorite artists is NBA Youngboy or whatever. So he's probably come up listening to Youngboy, Chief Keith, Dirk, you feel what I'm saying? Lil Baby or whatever like that. We know who his, who this guy's grown up just listening to and, and you, you know, feeding your, feeding your, your earwaves and, and everything with that stuff. And again, we've desensitized ourselves especially since 2014 and, and 2013 and rest in peace, Trayvon Martin and the number of people that we've lost, but we've desensitized ourselves to gun violence as well, of course, and everything with the music that's out as far as drill music and stuff like that. So if it's not, it's not our version of what we know a thug or a gangster to be, but it is some variation of something that's not a, um, not, a uh, you know, a clean, clean kid or whatever like that exactly. you know it's 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 not like be, it, because he's not one doesn't mean that he's all the way to the other in other words I, and, and he, that aaron is... hernandez type stuff exists right like he could have some skeletons and all of that stuff with the type of upbringing that he's had and and that's the thing there are levels people want to typecast and and put folks into little pockets and pigeonholes do i think the jaws a thug absolutely not do I think he's soft or do I think like he's pretending to be something that he's not? Absolutely not. Knowing the area that he's come from, knowing the people that he's around, knowing the kind of upbringing that he's experienced, knowing, again, all of those things, I think that he's authentically and genuinely who he is. Now, again, that does mean that he needs to tone something back a little bit. But there are elements of my personality, of things that, and, and, and you of all people know, because I think you see pretty much everything but there are elements of my personality that if some who don't know me saw they would never believe that those things to be true there are those that say oh cliff couldn't possibly ashton do that would. ashton ashton would <laughs> hey man shout out to ashton who's saving lives out here but nonetheless there are there 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 can be inconsistencies as some people would say or contradictions within mm -hmm. a person's personality as somebody like, like they, I forgot who said it in the chat, but these these players go from a lot of instances having nothing to having, oh yeah, my parents are well off. They make eighty five thousand dollars a year each, or a hundred thousand dollars a year each. 
to you making that in a night. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. so yeah. ultimately it is a big adjustment. The NFL several years ago uh, implemented the NFL Rookie Symposium where they had a series of courses over the uh, training camp time period and then even throughout the year and throughout the season where they would have different speakers, testimonials from players who just trashed their opportunities to help try to guide some of those. Through the years, we saw that a, a lot of those instances did decrease. I would love to say that that's you know a part of it. I don't have the anecdotal information and or uh, research to support it. But again, they implemented it. We started seeing less of it. I think that the NBA could benefit heavily from either doing having the teams to do that on a certain level and or to having it be a, a league-wide instance and implementation mm -hmm. to help some of these guys, or not just the rookies, but those who may be the like the scared straight of the NBA, I guess you would have it. Yeah. Like they, yeah. But it's necessary so that these guys don't continue to waste their yeah. opportunities. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, you got to think about it. The the, the town, if my, my hometown is called Merck City. Merck City. Um, I'm probably familiar with firearms and stuff like that. But, again, it's the new age of exposing yourself and, and what you're doing, pause, and, and what you're doing or whatnot as far as, like, Do crimes that you're committing or potential crimes and stuff like that. So another name that I thought of is um, John Wall. So we might have to have, like, the mm. the uh, the hood. I don't, I don't want to, like, typecast. As you say, it's typecast. I don't want... But we got to have some fun. But we can have, like, the hood starting lineup. The, the all-street team. <laughs> NBA <laughs> street... <laughs> I just hate to do that to my fellow black man, but I gotta have some fun with this one. Like, this and really put why why Zebo not gonna be my four or my five, mm, right? Why, I don't why? know now because KG. I'm just saying. Oh, see, you see, you see what uh, you're doing. Now you really uh, making the team. We gotta make a list. <laughs> Shout out to be easy in them, but yeah, we gonna have to make Listen, a list. We got to, got to, yeah, for it, sure, for it, sure. But yeah, I thought about John Wall, and I thought about the popularity of what's the difference between right three you know what i mean bang or whatever mm -hmm. and what like the carmelos of the world and john walls would do with all of that you know what i'm saying no disrespect to anybody out there in facebook youtube do not approach me right? i am not a gang member <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm a grown man so stop that like, like let's not do that it's not too far away it's not too far it's never too far so let's relax this i'm guy. just giving that illustration yeah <clears throat> Dog, ultimately, it's, it's it's a problem that needs to be addressed. Like I said, Ja, who, who, who's who been the topic of it, I want to see my dog win. Not just because... And it's a he, great story already, right? He's done so much to be, to, to be a success. Story, yeah. and, and, and he's on a trajectory up, man. For me to have said, Dog, I, see, I can see bro being the next Kobe, man. Like I remember I, when you said that, and I said AI. Listen... And apparently he wants to do both. Yo, relax, relax. See, see, see what I try to, what I try to, with, I'll give you the opportunity to test yourself to see where you and you just be taking the bait. Yeah. That's my job is to make the outrageous statements on this. On Listen, this well, we share it. <laughs> All right, you have to get that in. Yeah, big facts. Pause. Um, all right, man. Before we get off the NFL, NBA, though, yeah, point, go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. I was just going to, I was going to conclude with, just saying ultimately you are on honestly south carolina kid we have a lot of uh connections and like degrees of separation uh between us so i hope that everything with the morant family um works itself out for the better um and everything like that yeah i'm just keep at that because we could go on and on and on, and on exactly yeah go ahead 
A uh, com- couple of comments from the Facebook side. Everyone wants a player with that dog in them until that dog shows up in the player. Should should everybody be like Bron, corny, unauthentic, wrong word, rap lyrics, singing oh, no. guy that <laughs> get love to uber basketball talent? Listen, I don't think my dog telling no lies. It's Yo, why all didn't facts. You give them the- Yo, do y'all ever notice that when LeBron is reading a book, he's always like on the first page? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, like it don't never like, 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 like a, not the first page of the book, but like the forward, like the, the forward, like, like the table of contents. I'm page. Re- like, yeah. I, oh, I wish I had a book right. I'm reading this book, and it's so interesting to me. Listen, hey, hey, Liz, listen. Yes, the LeBron hate is real. I don't care nothing about nothing because my dog is jokey. He is one of the greatest successes of marketing in the history of sports. In 2002, 2003, two, yeah, 2002, really. Out of nowhere, this kid from Akron playing with the Irish came out of nowhere and they hyped him to be the greatest thing ever. And then here he comes and he's a good player. His first several years, he was not a good basketball player. He was an athletic basketball player playing that bully ball steam. I'm too big and fast. Y'all can't stop me type situation of ball. And then over time, he grew into being a little bit better of a player. Still not a great shooter. Um, The Commodore, see that that man from Charleston, eight four three stand up. Commodore said the LeBron awareness is real. All we do is state facts here on Carolina Sports Talk, folks. We call it like we see it. But he's the greatest marketing ploy in the history of the league, and this is why he will never be the greatest player. He cannot be the goat. He's a marketing ploy. But nonetheless, we're going to move forward because uh, saying we could talk about Jaw forever. I could listen. I don't like LeBron James. I'm a hardcore Laker fan. I love my squad. I'm ready for him to get about that purple and gold. Go put on some blue or something. Next up, Draymond Green quits on a play after not receiving a pass from Jordan Poole. Guys, in case you missed it, I think they were playing the Matt. Nope, they were playing Oklahoma City Thunder. And there was a play where he was in the post around the free throw point, uh, uh, the free throw line, trying to get down low, had his hands up for a pass. Tool, tool. Pool sees it, passes it around. They swing it around, and he in, just in true Draymond fashion. Oh, I want the ball! Oh, I want the ball! Throws his hands up and walks away from the play. And during such, it ends up being a turnover, leads to points on the other end. I guess this could have been a big deal or no thing, but what do you? What are your thoughts on the situation there in? In where are they now? Not San Francisco. Are they in San Fran now? Yeah, they're not in the Bay. Yeah, yeah so okay. with the Golden State Warriors, Let's say the Bay. Let's just say the Bay. Let's yeah. say the Bay Area. <laughs> um, not. Nah, I mean, yeah. Everything. First of all, with that, then everything with that dynamic will be was going to be magnified. You know, we already knew that and stuff like and stuff like that. We knew that that was going to happen. But Draymond's toxicity is consistently showing its ugly head pause or ugly face like it's consistently showing up in the most inopportune times uh if that makes sense like my issue with him i think around that time and like i think i just i forget when i alluded to it probably when we was talking about the fight but there are these situations you, you blow up at steve kerr oh it's draymond being draymond you do this with Jordan Poole. Is Draymond being Draymond? You do something on the court, and uh, um, that, that stuff with Jalen Brown. That's what I was. I think that's what I was alluding to. Is Draymond being Draymond or whatever like that? What is? When is it gonna be like really the? 
that straw that breaks the camel's back and that cat that that catastrophic mistake to where you're gonna look and say oh snap like i really did it this time like when you know what i'm saying so all of this stuff is like little fires that you could put out little little things and and, and stuff that you could just put out but those type of people that are those type of people are self-destructive who who lack self-control and and you know who are um who don't have self-control they're 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 really destructive self-destructive and everything around them ends up catching residual destruction you know what i mean so it, it's sad man it, it's sad exactly thank you casey uh you executed it perfectly pretty much when distraction outweighs the contribution you know it's that's where we're at right now with um draymond I 1000% agree with both of you. I think uh, Casey hit it directly on the, on the head. When they were winning championships and when he was an athletic contributor and being able to guard every position from the one to the five, they could deal with some of the antics with him. Even when he was the sole reason that LeBron got a championship. I'm sorry to hate back on LeBron hate. But his antics that cost him that technical foul and allowed him to miss game six in that NBA finals. And then LeBron ended up coming back and winning in game seven. They were able to overlook that the very next year. They got KD. He came, they won him being the reason that KD left for blowing up at KD. And we don't need you here. You can go ahead and do whatever you got to do. Dream. I'm literally in real life and in real time realizing that He's been a cancer for this team. <laughs> listen, though. Listen, I'm sorry. Listen, I got to jump in here. Now, granted, like you said, can guard one to five, but also the best ability is what? Availability. The best. Exactly. And that's the other thing about it as well. Adorable guy. He's going to get, he's going to play 60 to 70 games out of a season. So, um, yeah, I think that he felt like, um his let like i think that he felt like his his leverage or his value increased that season that they didn't have clay and that they didn't have mm. step and it was the only one left to hold man the ship and he's the leader of the team and this and that i think that's when his that ego and all that started to really inflate mm. Detroit Coalition says on YouTube, there's a better chance that the Bears take a quarterback at number one than Draymond being in Golden State for the 23-24 season. Now, that's interesting for several reasons, simply because I'm not altogether convinced that the Detroit, I mean, the Detroit I'm talking to, but that the Chicago Bears won't take a quarterback at number one. (laughs) So now we're playing a numbers game. It's correct. he's, He's correct. It just was a loop. It was a it was a it was a whelming take. Right, if that's the case. That's all. It was a whelming take. I see what you were doing, cool, man. Though. But no, nonetheless, yeah. I do feel like I don't think he's going to be in Golden State. I don't see. I don't see a path to how his level of production is not there. The 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 level of headache absolutely is with the money that they gave to Jordan Poole this year. If they now what they decide to do with both he and Clay will be interesting to see, but. I, I don't really see a path to Draymond I, being back in the next year. Yeah, I, I'll, take, I'll, I'll raise you one more, buddy. All right. Uh, I had this conspiracy theory when the when the tape first dropped mm-hmm. the fight. I remember that he was trying to push. Yeah. His way out. So 
<laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right? Like to that's definitely like we again. So we both agree with Detroit there. Like, yeah, that's definitely there's there's really little chance that we see Draymond in a Warriors uniform next year, next season. Yeah, well, we'll definitely keep an eye on that, and uh, I wish I wish bro well. Listen, we'll check him out on his podcast. If 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 he if it don't work out with this basketball thing, at least he's got his media. I wouldn't be surprised. The new media, the, the new <laughs> media. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see him um, getting some kind of recurring more so than he already does role with the Turner side of things, because um, him, Chuck, and Shaq are really funny together. Him and Shaq, I mean, him and Chuck more specifically, but um. Yeah, he's entertaining for TV because basketball ain't in it for no one. But let's go ahead and move forward. You had something else or not? Nah? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Bro, I, I honestly don't. I'm just, I'm just trying you to play ball, segment. man. I'm a team player. <laughs> let's go ahead and jump in a big deal, no thing. That's a big deal. Nah, that ain't no thing. You know the segment we give you topics in, the, in sports and tell you if it's a big deal or no thing. First up, the Los Angeles Lakers have retired Paul Gasol's number 16 jersey. Big deal or no thing? <sighs> Shout out to ASMR and everybody that likes ASMR. But um, yeah, I just learned about that term. I think you're the one that told me. That. Anyways, yeah, um, bro, uh, big deal, big deal. That's I, I a can't, big deal. I can't, I can't. Come I can't, on, dog. Right? Don't even That's fix your mouth deal. to do anything else other than acknowledge greatness. Go ahead. Tell me why you say it's a big deal. And more importantly, tell me why you were <laughs> oh even on God. the fence with it. Well, why it's not a big deal. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. More importantly. Tell me why you were even on the fence with why it wasn't a big deal. Oh. Oh no, that that part was strictly because I'm a hater. But oh, no, okay, like, then go ahead. outside of that, exactly, bro. Like <laughs> I, I was just trying to find an angle to like, uh, but you can't. There's nothing. Again, there's I, I the. You, what can you say? What in in La La Land, purple and gold rafters, um, and to have that 16. Of course, I we see it with his actions post Kobe's death. He feels, um, that I I we feel the the debt of gratitude i feel like he feels that he owes kobe for life in other words mm-hmm. for the rest of his life right and uh what like what better reinforcement of you and kobe's relationship or friendship or brotherhood than to have your um Number. you know you be yeah exactly in and and put up there in the rafters so it is it is a big deal shout out and and, and congratulations i can i can i can salute you know, great career, and it's gonna get to my. It's gonna bleed into. Just re- remember this part, but it's gonna bleed into one of my later uh, points. But one of the notable global stars and international stars that we have in the game. So, mm. shout out to Pal. Yeah, don't try to don't try to see where I'll go with that. But go ahead. <laughs> I'm waiting. We all are. You, good tea, sir. Eight. 16 24 oh my gosh it's just, <laughs> it, it just it's just meant to be just 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 the the, the uh, to have the How eight much? and the 24 sitting right next to 16 in the rafters for all perpetuity for all of history is just something special um as a Lakers fan I watched them play I didn't understand until well after they both stopped playing the level of relationship that they had and how close they were, even with their families being as tight as they, they like Kobe's kids literally say, Uncle Paul, 
Like that's that's and even since his death, you mentioned it. They've he stepped up in the role that he's taken with them and being around the girls. Um, I have nothing but respect for Pagasa. He was a, an incredible player. He was a Robin to Kobe's Batman, and he was integral in winning those two and what should have been three championships that they won together in those seven years. Because uh, we got robbed by the Celtics on that last one, but nonetheless, um, ultimately. I have nothing but respect for him. He deserves everything that he has been given. His his number absolutely should be up there. I, at some point, have to get me a Pogasol jersey. Not just because it's a 16, but out of respect. Not just because it's a 16. Shout out to the 16s. You know what I'm talking about? Um, All right. But he was integral, as I mentioned, in obtaining those two championships. Now, Bro. go ahead. Go Is ahead. it not Pau Gasol or... The tomato, tomato thing. I know. Yeah, pal, definitely. Okay, I, I give you the first name. That's cool. But I'm saying the last name. It, you're cringing me with that, bro. Huh? Gasol. Because you took your time just now. My what was I saying before? It just it was it was rushed and it sounded off. It was like Gasol or something like Gasol. Gasol. Like that's that's what you was that's what you're saying. Paul Gasol. Gasol, bro. Go ahead, bro. Anyway, <laughs> this guy here. Now, nah, so Paul is—he's—he's he's that guy. One of the things that bothered me and annoyed me, and and yes, Amy, the LeBron awareness is returning. Do you know that on the night that this man's jersey was retired, there were those who said, "Oh, congratulations to Paul Gasol," and shout out to LeBron, who's just going to be the next one. What? There is no, and I hate that I'm even giving this time on my show, but at the end of the day, there is no reason for LeBron James to have his jersey right now for him to have his jersey retired as a Laker. He won one championship in the bubble. It's a championship and it counts. Celtics fans, it counts. But other than that, in his five seasons, let's talk about what he's done. Five seasons in in Los Angeles, I'm going to put it behind the camera. Five. One of them, he won a championship. One of them, first round exit. The mother three, he missed the playoffs. Now, <laughs> now, if you look at all of the players, and I think they are now, if I'm not mistaken, 12 numbers or players that have had their numbers retired by the Los Angeles Lakers. No jersey, no statue for the LBJ. Shout out to Ashton, who once again is proving his wisdom, other than that the whole Carson Wentz joke. Um, Relax. He doesn't need a, a statue. He doesn't. No, Liz, he doesn't. He doesn't need a statue. He doesn't need his jersey retired. Now, if bro plays. Not in L.A. Not in L.A. Cleveland. That's it. That's even in Miami. I could see Miami, you know what I mean, throwing up that number six in the rafters and saying, yo, shout out LeBron. We appreciate it. And I understand and respect those who may argue and say, oh, he passed the all-time scoring record while wearing a... So what? Let the NBA retire his number. Los Angeles don't need to. I'm sick of it over it. Not talking about it no more. Next up, Kendrick... What? I was. I had some stuff to say about the LeBron stuff, but oh, go ahead, go ahead. You not because you was on your soapbox. Listen, not yeah. Thing. I don't even want to talk about right, it no more. Clearly. and I won't talk about this I was no going more. To say, all right, I was gonna say <laughs> it's similar to two things. It reminds me of two things right now. Uh-huh. How they've cheapened that um, Walk of Star. I'm I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Walk of Fame, Hollywood Star Walk of Fame. I apologize, y'all, but it's not what it used to be. I don't know who's buying them. All right, uh, where you go through to to buy it, but I'm sorry. 
and what they did to the source back in the day with the five mics. They they cheapened and weakened the five mic in the mic system. I think Benzino, even though he was the owner of the source at the time, had five mics on one of his albums. And after people saw that, they was like, all right, we're not this even is trash. This right. anymore. So that could have the similar effect because, again, while he has the the school and the foundation and he's being he's moonlighting as Tasha Mack and everything else is going on for him. What have you done in L.A. itself? So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to get that out there. Hollywood Walk of Fame, it, that brand is done right now. And the same thing with the five mics in the source. So, Big facts. Next up on Big Deal No Thing, Kendrick Perkins suggests that the NBA MVP voting is racially biased. Um, I'll let you give a Big Deal No Thing, and then we'll jump, jump into it and give a little background. Big Deal or No Thing? I mean, um, yeah, my... The the fact the reason that I'm saying big deal is is um, JJ Reddick's part of the whole situation as well. Okay, and we'll t- dig into that. Yeah. That's a big deal. And I say big deal as well. That's a for big those deal for those who may have missed it. Uh, Kendrick Perkins on ESPN First Take recently went on and alluded to and suggested and hinted at the NBA being I don't say rigged but being racially biased. Um, saying on Wednesday that only three uh, I'm going to say it in, in first voice. Only three players since 1990 have won an MVP, despite being outside. I'm not going to stop that now. Outside of the top 10 in points per game, Jokic in his first one, he's again reigning back to back. Dirk in 2006 and Steve Nash in 2005. And then again in two, 2004, 2005, and again in 05, 06. What do these high guys have in common? I'll let it sit there and marinate. You think about it, he said, talking to Stephen A. Smith. You think about it. You think about it. <laughs> Yo, Moses oh Moon. Uh, Listen, that is the funniest TV moment in history for me. Him trying to say Moses Moody on uh, at the NBA draft. Hilarious. But today on ESPN's first take, or was it yesterday, whenever it was, days mixed up, uh, J.J. Reddick actually fired back. J.J. Reddick, who I have an immense level of respect for, who, although he is a dookie, <clears throat> I, I, I loved watching his career throughout the NBA, and he is a really great analyst who's not afraid to be outside the mold of controversy for the sake of controversy, as is such the kind of standard mold for the ESPN folks these days. He jumped on ESPN first take and had this to say in rebuttal. I, I want to just say something. Back, give, Stephen, give a, I, I mean, uh, Stephen, I mean, I mean no offense to you, and I mean no offense to first take. Because I think this show is extremely valuable. It is an honor right to be on this desk every day. Oh, it so y'all can't hear that. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm sitting there looking at it, listening to it. Y'all can't hear that. So let's do this. And I'm going to do that. I want to just say something. I careless whisper by George Michael. Bro, please stop. You is killing me. That was terrible. And thank you for it, though. So this is what he had to say on ESPN First Take. No offense to you, and I mean no offense to First Take. Can you hear Because I think this show is extremely valuable. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, 
that are they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. I you just, not, yes, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, I did. Yes, not, you did. That I is did exactly not, what you implied, Senator Perkins. That is exactly what you implied. Secondly, hold on, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. And you're not about to sit up. We all know what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied just now. Hold on. I stated it. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. Okay. It's the facts. It's the facts. Bro. Shout out to us for repurposing that. Yeah. We'll figure out the legalities later. Right. They'll either let it go or they won't. So. They had that heated debate. Uh, it was brought up and said that Kendrick is being race baity, trying to get some ratings for ESPN. Hi, Star. You said it's a big deal. First of all, why do you think it's a big deal, and where do you stand? Um, yeah, the, the, the reason why I think it's a big deal, that's a weighted answer. But So what it is is, where I stand is I stand with J.J. Reddick, um, honestly. So um, first and foremost, he's built up the cachet and the equity with me as far as for me to trust him as an analyst that he's doing, that he's not doing any kind of um, caricature of himself, mm-hmm. that he's being his genuine self at all times whenever he's on there. And he's earned his seat on those various shows on ESPN, but more importantly and more specifically, First Take. Mm-hmm. Um so the the uh I like I like him calling that out and then I also like how Kendrick listen like because listen I okay fourth wall and inviting everyone into black america for a second we'll do this thing a lot of times where <laughs> he walked it back right so cuz like you 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 quoted him so we didn't see it in real time right but uh, the end of his statement was what? Come yep. on now. Come on like now. That? Y'all see it. What? what? <laughs> so that, that part is what sent JJ over the edge, clearly. And he called it out and caught Kendrick up. But this is what we do. <laughs> I'll let you marinate it. The, you think yeah, about we, it. <laughs> we, get, we get logistic, like technical, whenever it benefits us, right? So I never said, don't put no words in my mouth. And then JJ, of course, educated out of North Carolina, out of duke but um was like uh was like i was saying out of the state of north carolina but i heard how that sounded but similar to the whole north charleston thing a couple weeks ago anyways he um he corrected like what perk was trying to say right there on the spot like no i'm not saying that but the narrative that you were implying do not lie and don't sit here and lie so now let's get to why i rock with jj's point in other words or his side of it there are there is something in common with those people, can you name those people once again? The yeah. MVPs: Dirk Nowitzki, mm-hmm. JJ, uh, me, Steve Nash, and Jokic. Right. And what's what's the other thing that those three guys have in common outside of being white? They're they all, all foreign. global and international players. Yep. And since so, shout out to Pal Pal Gasol, Dirk. Shout out to Vlad, all the way back to Vladi Divac's of the world, right? Tony Kukoc of the world. We are now looking at fast forward a game where that is highlighted. So even the Embiid's of the world, the Siak, we saw just now how the All-Star game was was, you know, catered to our African um 
um, brothers and sisters with Afrobeat, and they they highlighted, of course, Black History Month. They know they have a certain sensitivity to that stuff, of course, which would not negate Kendrick's point if I felt like that it was that it was valid, right? Right. But again, I feel like JJ understands and knows as well as um, as everyone else that is close to the to the association that their focus is on the global uh, game and the international star Luca is one of the faces of the league right now. Of course, Jokic, like we talk about all the time, is one of the faces of the league. Down to Ben Simmons. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of the Canadian players, like uh, your Wiggins of the world and stuff like that. Like, these guys, we're not picking it uh, American talent, like from an American talent pool and just saying, this is where all of our NBA players are coming from. So with that being said, and the dynamic of the show, Mm-hmm. With JJ knowing like how the behind the scenes stuff goes and everything like that, he he's kind of like, yo, cut the nonsense, yeah, yo, cut cut this out, like seriously, like you know what I'm saying, and that's that's how I felt like, like it's gone. But so let me ask you this: I want to play devil's advocate for a second. Oh Lord, I hate devil's advocates. With everything, hi, thanks. That makes it even better. With everything that you just said, does that not in itself constitute? a certain level of racism for black players. If you're saying we recognize that y'all are doing your thing and they, and that your performance and that your level is here, but we want to spotlight a little bit more of the global perspective and some of these other squads. So we're not going to give it to you. We're going to give it to somebody who may be as almost as good, maybe not as good. And we give it to them to spotlight and, and to give people to help build the global brand. Does that not in in a way discriminate against the black players just for being black and not being for because discrimination and or racism doesn't necessarily have to be white to black or domestic, right? Domestic. Right. And so to an extent, doesn't that in itself still support Perk's claim to say that, yeah, they were being done a little dirty based on wanting to grow that international brand. It doesn't have to be about a white man's game or it's more so. They're just being discriminated against for global individuals. It's plausible, but I, but the thing about it is there's a couple of things about it. It's, it's plausible, but with the, um, with Jokic, would you say that, or say Giannis, like all of these, again, the, now I see what you're saying as far as white versus black or whatever, whatever, like the discrimination is discrimination, of course. But like I said, it's 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 possible. However, the talent is still there. In other words, like it's not like they've given like the years that Steve Nash got the um, MVP. Let's talk about people, it because I was like, going. That, that's when. But again, so are we talking about in totality or like is Kendrick talking about in a vacuum? Is he talking about right now the state of the NBA? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't understand what he's talking about or again from that steve nash Mm -hmm. i've never that's never sat sat right with me right to be frank with you the frequency of these back-to-back mvps nowadays isn't really it ain't copacetic right super normal because it especially given the level of parity and talent that's in the league it doesn't it doesn't feel you know like everything is eh. but to me again the candidates that they choose are are are, are performing and delivering. To an extent, um, like you said, with the exception Steve of Nash, Nash thing was different. That, right. that was that was. And robbery. he was nice too, though. He was doing his thing, but it was just different. It was like we want to show y'all a different face, like a different 
this is this is a different look of the NBA. Like not just mm-hmm. the aesthetics physically of him being a white man with the hair that he had and stuff, but and you know, a, a soccer player that loves to run and stuff like that can get out there and and just run up and down the court and, and be the facilitator <laughs> and be seen as a great player if he, you know what I'm saying? So it was yeah, it, yeah, it's just so nasty. The more and more that you talk, the more and more that I, I'm I'm leaning towards Perk. And I, I literally came into but this. I, I want you to stay strong in whatever uh, you yeah. lean towards. So yeah, but like yeah, uh, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna put it out there. I think that it's a it's it's a matter of specifically starting with Steve Nash. It was such a reach that it alarmed a lot of us. And, and, and it was the first one. It's like, yo, wait, what? Over Kobe? Are you, are you serious right now? Now, to Detroit's point, and he, and he says from YouTube, what Kendrick said would have had more weight if Jokic and Luka weren't playing like the greatest of this so-called greatest era. I don't know that they are. Like, I, I know the stats and, 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 and the numbers that Luka is running up, but much the same that I, argument that I say with LeBron, it's numbers. Winning matters. Elevating your team matters. Luka didn't elevate that team. Now, Jokic is a different story. Even though they've not been able to, to cross over the hill and get to a chip, he does right. play at a high level, and he's a whole different type of player. I, I will acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, but I think that with that trend that started with Nash, they're a little bit more inclined to do that. Granted, the level of play has elevated, and they are at a good level. But we've been now conditioned that it's not outside the norm, so that even if the two, if you were to take away the the names, if you were to take away the black or white faces or international faces and names and look at the numbers, I think that there's a lot more argument to be made for some of these American, whether it be black or white players, with regards to the bias as opposed to what it was then. But again, we've now become conditioned that these players now, like if you take it away, yeah, Luka is great. Yeah, Joker is great. But if you look at their numbers up against some of these other players, there are greater that persist and are available that should have some consideration aside from... You got to give me... Giannis. I think Giannis's numbers last year. Yeah, but even true story, true story. Um, LeBron, KD, KD, and LeBron is probably the American choices right now. That could see outside of that, bro. You got Embiid, you got Giannis, you got Jokic, you got nothing but international. Huh? No, no, that's what I'm saying. You got the big name. Well, and and we know as far as with Steph, he could get. He's it's it's an it's no surprise if he gets the MVP any year, kind of like LeBron. Right. But that's again a KD breakout year or a year where he doesn't do something uh, right. that mess up his brand. Injury Maybe he or can something. qualify or be a candidate for an MVP or whatever like that. But outside of them, like about probably four to five names, because again, you also got your D Lillards of the world, Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell. <clears throat> so we're going to have these American, you know, American superstars are going to step up. Um, brings me to another list idea real quick. Okay. All time, all time international team. Mm. Um, you know, put it down in, in the archives. We got to bring line up. So, yeah, yeah I yeah, have to bring that yeah. one back up a little bit later. But ultimately, I think that there is an argument to have. And I, this is actually a conversation that I'd love us to revisit. We, we may have to dig back into this one a little bit longer, a little bit later. 
in maybe maybe when the MVP gets announced, maybe. Precisely. Let's let's get it. Now, just before we head out, I do have uh, an impromptu nothing to do with sports, and I'm gonna get on my soapbook soapbox for one second. First of all, I definitely want to give a shout out to the Military Magnet Academy girls basketball team for winning the state championship. Shout out and congratulations to Coach, um, my guy, for winning their third in a row. Um, but anytime you become dominant, anytime you get to a level of execution that folks are just not happy with, it's similar. I, I, I kind of liken it to if you go out and drop 71 points in the NBA, you're almost definitely in a week or so going to get a boop you've been randomly selected for a drug test or like when your boy in the NFL went and did that amazing feat with the jumping and all that, boop, drug test. Like I, it's kind of like that. When you start winning and dominating to that level, folks are going to be hating coach Danny Taylor, DK Metcalf. Thank you. <laughs> fine. That's a fine. Um, coach Danny Taylor and the military magnet Eagles girls basketball team have been the recent subjection to a lot of, um, accusations and hate and vitriol online and I just wanted to take a minute to address it um, I know coach wouldn't and the, the girls hopefully aren't even seeing it or paying attention to it but there are those who are saying oh they're recruiting oh they're doing this oh they're doing that oh they're cheating when in reality this is a scrappy bunch of young women who have played together since 6th grade and there are those out there who are saying that, oh, they're, he's recruiting. He's pulling people from other schools. There are some of the schools here in the state that do recruit. Basketball, it is what it is. You've got a lot of academies who are in, in these different institutions that are coming into these areas and pulling students from their home schools. If anybody knows anything about Charleston, South Carolina, and where Military Magnet is located, and in the building that it is, the old Norman C2 Middle School and then High School, there is nothing out there to recruit to. And that's not a dig at them, uh, but it's it's located in an area that is not conducive to recruitment. It's a military-style school that folks do not want to, like a lot of kids in the area that are supposed to go to the school don't want to go to the school. And it's, it's asinine to me to believe or for people who know nothing about the institution to generalize based on what the last name and the name of the school, Military Magnet Academy, oh, they must be doing this and they must be doing that. These girls are out there, blood, sweat, and tears, fighting for their squad, fighting for each other, and fighting for their coach. Anybody that's online hating, first of all, grow up, get a life. Stop it. Stop it. Second of all, I want to give another shout-out to these girls for being amazing basketball players and winning their third state championship in a row. Coach has dictated and already said anybody that's going that's willing to play them, he's going to play them. He doesn't run from anybody. He's got a matchup next year with uh, Gray's Collegiate, and I expect that to be an amazing game. He's going to be playing in some other tournaments, getting another chance at South Point like they did this year. So he's not running from the powerhouses in the state of South Carolina. They are not afraid to play anybody, and that's what allows them to be who they are. And so shout out to Coach Taylor again for all that he's done with those girls and shout out to those young women for being dynamic basketball players and student athletes. Agreed. I have small, nothing to do with sports as well. Go for it. But it kind of has something to do with sports. Honestly. As it always does. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Tito. Appreciate you, Detroit uh, Coalition, of course, saying he's first time viewer. Hopefully, uh, not the first time. I mean, not the last time or whatnot. And, um, and you know, we earned your your listenership. So we appreciate you. But also, um, so real quickly, um, what's your boy's name? Jake Paul mm -hmm. takes mm -hmm. his first L his first versus off. Tommy Fury. Um, um, homie's uh, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Oh, you're rubbing off on me, big Cliff. Pause. <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, nah. But um, time. what's your band's name? Uh, his brother, though. The hey, I was yeah, Rich Paul, but um, uh, now nah, you, you know, I, you know, I don't know nobody's names, but go ahead. I drank 19 <laughs> beers on the wall. Yeah. So um, yeah, he got he lost to Tommy Fury, and then also um, Creed. Nick Fury. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said Nick Fury. Nah, Tyson. I think. Tyson. Yeah, Tyson. Oh, you talking about Tyson Fury, the heavyweight fighter? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, relax. Don't make, me, don't make me use profanity on this live. I've been, I've been straight. This You've whole been doing episode. real good. Shout out. Yes. Um, but Creed dropped. Mm, shout out fire. to J Cole. Shout out to J Cole for putting together that soundtrack. I will be at Dreamville Fest, so this is nothing to do with sports. Arr, I'm mad about it. <laughs> My dog, going, yo, shout out to dog going out to Dreamville guess Fest, and not, I'm not. Guess who's not going to be there? This guy. <laughs> oh, you are so joy. Dog, anything you want to holler at the people before we get out of here, man? I appreciate all y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? Watch your mouth. You're talking about Ashton or KC out there, all right? Because I don't play about them. But, yo, shout out to everybody, man. And that's going to do it for us with another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Again, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and Facebook. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, join us on one of our lives or email us show, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Again, we appreciate the love. Go get your merch, Carolina Sports Talk t-shirts. Stay out here. Let's go.